brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Politics and sports seem to make up most of talk radio these days, but a former drug addict who grew up in Plano is also attracting an audience. In tonight's WFAA original, Channel H's Jason Whiteley tells us why listeners are connecting with him. The songs only help start this conversation. Michael Moulton is not a DJ, but he scoots up to the mic five nights a week and I need some relief to discuss topics that most people avoid we talk about drug addiction we talk about alcoholism we talk about hurts habits and hang-ups and he has first-hand knowledge from the life he lived and we're gonna create the illusion that it's holding this beam up Moulton grew up in Plano that's called an inset door but made a name for himself in Dallas as a luxury home builder I didn't want to build houses anymore I didn't want to do real estate anymore. What he did was drugs and time. 27 mugshots over the last five years. 27 mugshots. I'm that guy. I'm that guy I thought I would never be. Five nights a week, he's on 1190 AM. Hope. Because that's all we're chasing, man. And Facebook Live. We just want some hope. We just want to, want to make it. Hoping his struggle connects with another addict out there. We had a person in Ohio that reached out, and a, a mom reached out to me, and she says, my son watched your show, and she, he just handed me a bag of heroin and four needles. After Danny and Hallie died, it became my mission to do something with the incredible pain and suffering that I was feeling. Terry Bentley Hill is a Dallas attorney who has been on Michael's show several times. Not to talk law, but how addiction exacerbates depression. Her late husband, Danny Hill, the district attorney in Amarillo, committed suicide in front of her. Then, tragically, nine years later, Terry's youngest daughter, Hallie, took her own life as well. This is the catch. This is the hook. He talks about how his life has changed, how when he found sobriety, when he found the solution, 
His life has changed. I want to be really, really clear. It is raw conversation that makes many uncomfortable. That's the disease. For Michael, though, it is a new chapter in a complicated life. The wreckage of the past. He never expected to leave. Stay tuned. Bye-bye. Jason Whiteley, Channel 8 News. Gather round, gather round, gather round, clowns. <laughs> Michael Moulton, M2, I was late on my button push. It's been a while. <laughs> You've been out of <laughs> I've been out of practice. So uh, gather around, clowns. Michael Moulton, M2, The Rock, coming to you live from the DFW Coin and Jewelry studio. Wait, what's new? You're, you were good. That was the old show. The 214, all the gang signs. You're so funny. All right, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to load this up. Ready? Okay. Coming to you live from the DFW Coin and Jewelry Center. It is the home of M2 The Rock. Yay! Brought to you by Healing Springs Ranch. Healing Springs Ranch Residential Treatment Center, one hour north of the Dallas-Fort Worth area. I can't wait to take you out there. I'm, I'm, I've been wanting to go. Oh, it's so nice. I mean, it is so nice. It is um, in Tioga, Texas. Tioga. Yeah, one hour. The home of Gene Autry. Do you know that? No, I not Yes, didn't. and Clark's Barbecue. <laughs> Clark's Barbecue, a very well-known barbecue place, but one hour north of Dallas-Fort Worth is the Great Healing Springs Ranch, and man, it is so good to be back live in studio. I have missed you. Merry Christmas. You too, and Terry Bentley Hill, the official defense criminal attorney of M2 The Rock, and what a better person to have on the first show uh, back and we're back. We are back full time, full speed, uh, Monday through Friday. Um, I had a little setback. Yes, you did. I can't wait to hear about it. I had a little setback. I broke my leg. And as a matter of fact, my left leg sticking straight out this way. And I showed Terry right behind me, right here, is where I, f- I fell out of the sky. Yeah. I fell out of the sky, and well, it was oh, it was something crazy. Those ladders will kill you. When are you going to learn to get off the ladder? <laughs> you know, growing up in the home building industry, I um. Um, been on a lot of ladders, and um, I talked to Marty Norman live uh, this morning. He called to check on me. By the way, he says hello to you. Oh, hi, Marty. And um, and he says, but you've never been on a ladder sober. And I said, you know what? I think you're right. That was the problem. <laughs> I was on the ladder clean and sober, and I and I didn't know how to do it. So um, it was crazy. I I literally fell off the top Yikes. and hung myself in the ladder and snapped my fibula, dislocated my knee. I uh, had to call 911, um, and they came and got me because Chris Oyster was right here across the hall at DFW Coin and Jewelry here in the studio, and we just got done eating a big lunch, chair, Terry, and um, I fell asl- he fell asleep. He fell asleep on me. And you can't hear the noise from no, so. his, his slumber room over there. You know, it's, I'll, I'll, I'll finish this story. It's really, it was interesting because I called 911, and they came and got me, and all that was going through my head was... I'm a drug addict. Well, see, that's the first thing I thought, Michael. When, yeah. when I got the text from Rachel, the great Rachel Stacy, yes. by the way. Yes, Rachel Stacy. When I found out, number one, I, it was one of those <gasps> kind yeah. of gasps. And then I thought that was the first thing I thought of is, oh, no, how are you going to manage your pain? Well, it's interesting because when um, when Rachel found out, she made a post on on social media to, you know, to pray, and you immediately reached out. And the very first text message she got was from Judge Bennett. 
Right. Yeah, Judge Bennett and Judge Collins. Judge yeah. Collins, but Judge Bennett uh, reached out and goes, "How are we going to handle this? This this medic? You know, let's, let's be careful." And um, and it went just fine. And we're going to have a show on that because um, uh, Melissa at Healing Springs Ranch uh, talks about how the brain and opiates and how you can take a healthy person into, you know, an emergency situation with a broken leg. And you can take another person with the exact same broken leg that has a lot of trauma and pain. The opiates affect us differently. Why? Sure. Yeah. And, and doesn't, and you are going to have a show on this, but I am curious when when you're in the situation like you, uh, you're in recovery Mm -hmm. and you have, a situation where you're in so much pain, you've got to do something. Don't you go back to what is my intent? What is my motive? Yeah. I mean, or, or am I off base? Or No. See, I, and I journaled this. When I was in the ambulance, they gave me ketamine. Okay. Yeah. So ketamine is an elephant tranquilizer. Right. And I literally, it's, it's you can hallucinate on it. And I kind of was, you know, hallucinating. And, 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 and God is my witness. The very first people that came to my mind as I was on the ketamine was, um, was Melissa at Healing Springs Ranch because I was thinking about her and her lecture. Okay. I thought about you. You're, you're, I was thinking about you immediately. I was thinking about Judge Bennett. I was thinking about Rachel. And as the ketamine really set in, and I was, I was so scared that I was arrested. And I literally, really? I told the paramedic, I said, "Am I going back to jail?" And they go, "Well, no. Is there a reason why you should be going to jail?" I said, "Well, am I going back to prison?" And because I still have PTSD of over walkie-talkies. Because of the walkie-talkies and just the and the anxiety, but what a great feeling it was! And th- those thoughts and the, that con- it happened real quick because my mind adjusted, saying everything's okay. Of course. But when I got to the emergency room, the great Kim Harmon Gatlin was yeah. there, uh, and and um, my sponsor was there, uh, and Rachel was there, and we we were working the program. We were doing it exactly the way that we were supposed to. Um, I told the the doctor that I am a recovering drug addict alcoholic. Um, the paramedics already knew. They said they saw the show. Oh, great. <laughs> so they were in here. But, um, but they, they had procedures to how to handle it. And, um, and, I, and I took the pain. There was no euphoria. That was my point. For the first time when the opiates hit my body, there was no euphoria. So the mm-hmm. pain was managed. I left. I was given a prescription and didn't even take them. So, were you in fear, though? Were you ever I, in fear? No. I, the reason why is because my relationship with God and my recovery was here. Right. And Matt was here. Matt is medically assisted treatment. So it was here. Now, if I was here, if I had no God and no recovery, no program, guess what? The opiates become my God. Yeah. So you had two years of 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 one step, one day at a time mm-hmm. to prepare you for that very moment. Right. So you had all of that reinforcement right. behind you. And I remember the times, like I got my teeth cleaned and I got, um, I remember the times where, um, uh, uh, well, I faked an eye surgery. I actually went to, uh, to, in the park cities, I went and had my eyebrows lifted so I could get morphine. And so, but I remember the euphoric feeling of the, ah, yeah. I didn't get that. I was even, I was even telling Kim and Rachel, um, in, in, in the hospital, I said, the medicine is not, a, the pain's going away, but there's no euphoria. There's no thoughts in my head going, okay, when am I going to get my next hit? When can the nurse come in and, and bang me up again? You know what I mean? So, man, thank you God for just an incredible, the doctors were great. The nurses were great. Hey, the doctors are trained for this. Yeah. You know, when we're trans they're, and they're getting they're more aware of the situation. Yeah. I think I think because um, years ago, 
I mean, people would come in, they'd shoot them up with whatever, whatever, and it could really cause real problems right. because I know that for a fact. And um, so I think that even the doctors are becoming more aware. Those questions are asked, so right. it's help. It's helpful. Now, something very interesting. If you all, if we could turn this camera around, do a 360 of this room. Ah. Michael told me something that was very interesting. He did the dim- uh, he took the dim- the dimensions of this room as he's putting his studio together. And what did you tell me? So I realized that the studio we have a glass sliding door, um, and I measured it. And as I was sitting here, this studio is the exact size to the inch of my jail cell. That in prison is unbelievable. He even said his his cot right. My bunks, bunk. the double bunks were on this side. The desk was right there. This is just like a little standing area, and then right behind me would be the toilet. Oh, Michael! Yeah, I mean to the square inch. This is freedom. Yeah, this is awesome. You can walk through that door. That's right. I can. It goes both. It swings both <laughs> ways, right? That's why I like going to court with you because the door goes both ways. And this is a special shout out. I just spoke it um, on crutches and all. At the drug court, big yeah. graduation at the drug court. And you know, there's something I always say, Terry, is that I tell the graduates, listen, uh, there is no such thing as graduation. Please understand that because as an addict and an alcoholic, when I hear the word graduate in my head, it's like, I'm cured. I'm done. I'm done. Yeah. Maybe I just can go have one more drink, right. one more drug. Right. So. But enough of me. How have you been doing? Oh, my gosh. I've been great. I've been super busy. Uh, Michael and I, we were the uh, freaking frack at the care. Oh, wow. What? I mean, you mm. knocked it out of the park, friend. Thank you. Oh, it was so wonderful. But that was in September. That That was was the end of September. Yeah, it's time has flown by. And, you know, I really got emotional because it was a full circle, you know, being at Dallas Country Club, uh, speaking in front of a bunch of real estate agents, lawyers, uh, judges and all that. I said, well, I feel like I'm at prison. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but we were the MCs, that, and, and you interviewed me. And I got emotional because on the mm-hmm. screen, they flashed up all my mug shots. Y'all did that to me. And then I looked down at my table, and my table is Judge Bennett, Judge Clancy, Judge Collins, Cynthia Smoot, Randy Smoot, and my fiance. Right. Wow. I know. From homeless to that I know. and 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 talking to you how we met at direct diamonds and and speaking of, december 23rd is two years i know it two know. years at m2 the rock has been on the air i want to thank everyone uh who was mm-hmm. who has been watching uh you know uh, m2 the rock and and all of your support uh for for what we're doing and you know what i have to do this a special shout out uh, your girl rachel stacy just jumped rachel on here Stacey, shout <laughs> out i <laughs> love you girl the great rachel stacy uh, on right now so well listen i want to talk about um a real topic today that we talked about on the phone. If y'all haven't uh, checked out uh, Terry Bentley Hill's story, uh, Terry Bentley Hill is a suicide survivor with a capital S. With a capital S and a huge advocate uh, for suicide survivors. Tell us what is a suicide uh, survivor. A suicide survivor is one of the eighteen people who are directly affected by one person's suicide. Wow. That's what they say. When one person dies by suicide, at least 18 people are directly affected. 
Well, I'm one of the 18. I am a suicide survivor with a capital S, which now becomes a noun, which means that's part of who I am. That's part of my life. I don't say that defines me, Michael, Mm -hmm. but it is who I am. It is my experience. And it wasn't just once. It was twice. It was with my former husband in 1995. And then nine years later, my darling precious 14 year old daughter took her life michael Hmm. so it has been a journey for me of self-recovery of self-awareness of healing of experiencing what it's like to be in the depths of hell on Hmm. this earth because that's what it felt like in fact i told a minister one time michael i said you know i'm not sure there's an actual hell i think hell is on this earth you know that, that's a great show i mean i i agree with that i mean i think i think we're in hell brain fog insomnia moodiness weight gain maybe you think they're just part of getting older but mini health understands that for women over 40 they can all connect to menopause it's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience not just hot flashes MIDI clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. And that's why prayer is so important, because when we pray, we are inviting heaven to come to us. Yes. Right? That's the only way I've been able to survive. Wow. Is because I've had to rely on the healing power. Mm. of my Lord and my Savior, Mm. because otherwise it would have been too much, too much the first time because of the actual trauma. Uh, uh, My former husband died in our home with our four daughters sleeping on Palm Sunday. Mm. And so what I'm doing here tonight is not only talking as a suicide survivor, but also giving giving those who are listening and watching this some of some idea of what it's like for someone like me a survivor or anyone who's lost a loved one or who is grieving or who is experiencing an incredible loss yes and it doesn't necessarily it could be a job it could be just something that you have lost something that you are missing what that does, the feelings that that you feel around that, and what you can do for the people who are grieving and what that grief looks like. I want to give a picture to that grief. Let's do that. So let's go back in time to help because there are a lot of people as we sit right now watching the show. And by the way, I haven't said this. Everybody make sure that you share this. We need that can be your donation to the show today is to share this onto your timeline, share it to your groups. Let's bust the algorithm because a message, a comment, something will be out there that will change someone's life and help them we were just talking about it uh, prior to the show that someone reached out and messaged you yes they watched one of our encore shows they did and we'll get in uh, and yeah. don't let me forget no i won't I'm talk to you about that yeah so when we share this out but let's go back in time a second okay. with and let's use you okay, okay of what it was like what was it like the very first christmas without danny well that was uh, that was very difficult because I had four little girls. Right. So the first Christmas uh, without their father was very difficult. But what I ha- and my girls were uh, ten, eight, six, and barely five. Mm-hmm. 
And so they were really still into Santa Claus. They were into the whole celebration of Christmas. And so what I had to do as their mother is I had to come, I had to get out of myself and out of my own grief to, to ensure that I was, I could provide them with that little bit of joy that Santa Claus brings that Christmas brings the excitement of all of that, whether that would be go to North park and watch the trains, what, what visit with Santa Claus. Do you think I felt like that? I did not feel like doing that. I grieving is hard work. It is hard. Yes, it is. And especially for a lot of us who are survivors of suicide, you know, I've said this before, Every death is hard, but I've talked to a psychiatrist and she said, Terry, it, it used to be, we thought, you know, it's hard to compare any kind of loss or death, but she said at one time we thought the loss of a child was the absolute worst death you could experience. I can't, oh my gosh. But she said, we have come now to the belief that losing someone by suicide is the most difficult death because of the complications, because of the, uh, because it is so, it's so difficult of a death to accept and to deal with. And to explain. And to explain. And then, so on top of losing someone by suicide, I lost a daughter by suicide. So it was like the worst of the worst. Okay. So I'm just saying that's kind of the position I was coming from. So grieving is very hard. It changes the the wiring and the chemicals in your brain. There's a thing that's called a brownout. Oftentimes when you're in deep... Oh, you talked about this before. Yeah, when you're in deep grief, you cannot remember things. You think you're almost going crazy a little bit because Mm -hmm. you just can't remember simple things. Mm -hmm. And it's because your brain is protecting you from just the intensity of that grief. There is an absolute scientific fact that there is a change in the chemicals in the brain's uh, brain when you are grieving. And so it is very hard work and it changes you. You you become a different person and what I how I describe it is it changed my cellular makeup, especially when Hallie died. And Michael said you know, comment, uh, make comments in in the comment section. This is what I want you to do for me. Mm -hmm. This is what you can do for me this Christmas season. I want to recognize your loved one. Yes. Uh, Whoever it is, no matter how that person either died or is lost to you. I mean, even if a relationship has been severed and you have lost that relationship, I want to hashtag it. I want to see those names in in the comments section. I hashtag Hallie, H-A-L-L-I-E. That is my love. And one of the things that, that I, I want everyone to know this, this holiday season, some things that you can do for someone who is new to grief or who has grieved a, a short amount of time or a long um, period of time. One of the things that you can do is always remember that person who is gone, like Hallie. For someone to say, Terry, I, I'm thinking about you. I know that things are different for you because there's a missing chair at your table. Mm. There's a missing chair at your Thanksgiving so table. So that's okay to say. 
Absolutely. Okay, so so if I'm if I'm having dinner at your house, okay, yeah. so let's say that Rachel and I come over tomorrow night, and when we sit down, I, I'm going to be thinking about like God, I can't imagine what it's like. Holly's not here, you know. It's Christmas time, and everybody's here. So you're saying it's okay to say what? It is. It is almost imperative to acknowledge the loved one who is not there. Okay. Just to say. Even, I don't know what to say to you, Terry, but I just know that that, this can't be easy because I know you think of Hallie every day, and I know, particularly during this family time, during the holidays, you really miss her. Right. And one of the things that I do is when I put my stockings out out on the mantle for the members of my family, Hallie's goes right up there. You know, Suzanne Hemke posted a picture of Hayden. You know, she yes. had Hayden up there. I've seen a lot of families do that. Why do we do that? Because those, those people, the, our loved ones aren't gone. Yeah. They're just not here. They're here in spirit. But they're here, and they are part of our hearts. And especially if you're a parent, that child is never gone from you. That mm. that that. My daughter came from my body. She is part of my cellular DNA. Mm -hmm. And so she's not gone. And one of the things, it's been 15 years uh, since Hallie died. And I can tell you, I am so much better. And someone told me right after Hallie died and right after Danny died that time is the best healer, but time takes time. And it's true. And you never get over it, but you do get better. And I've described the feelings that I have, and I knew that I was getting better when I could see colors again. Because when they died... Well, what do you mean by that? I like that. My, when, when, when Danny died, and again, then when Hallie died especially, it's like the colors. My world turned to black and white. Wow. I couldn't see colors. Everything was muted. I, 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 I had no joy. I had no excitement i trudged through life and it, there were some things that that occurred that happened in my life that i just know that that god was was taking care of me so i didn't absolutely lose my mind because sometimes you feel like you're losing your mind right. the pain is so bad and truly i felt the physical heartbreak and there's a condition that they say that when there is a a huge loss like that, that there it does affect the heart. There you, is you a can die break. of a broken heart. You can die of a broken wow. heart. Yes, wow. absolutely. So when I started noticing the colors of flowers, when I could see that fuchsia and that peony or the red of the rose or even I, I thought about you last year. I was on your show at Christmas time. Mm. And right by the Galleria, which is a shopping center here in Dallas, they have they have strung red lights in all those trees. Yes. And I remember driving down the tollway to go to your studio and noticing those trees and I thought, You are better. You are better. So you sp- noticed it. And I noticed it again. You tonight. know that's interesting that you, that you're saying that because, okay, you, you're teeing me up. That's Rachel's song Godspeed. Yeah. You know she sings that song Godspeed. She said that she started noticing things: the leaves on the tree, you know, bugs, birds, uh, the things. Because we start seeing things because in grieving, uh, in the disease of alcoholism and addiction, 
we get so wrapped up into self that all we're thinking about is self because the pain is so bad that we get that tunnel vision, right? So what is the solution? The solution from what I see you doing, what I do, and so many people around us, uh, Angela Lynn Cage, I see her. We have a lot of moms on here right now that I know that have been, Suzanne Hemke, Angela Lynn Cage. She yeah, lost, love you, moms. She, she lost her son. Right now, if you are watching this sidebar, uh, hashtag the name of your son, daughter, or loved one that you have lost uh, that, and, and that you're that we're, they're in memory this time of year. We're coming yeah. up on Christmas. There's healing to that. There, uh, by far, I have to. I want to say Hallie's name. Yeah, it's important. She's my baby. Will somebody do that for me? Somebody hashtag, hashtag Hallie. Hallie for yes, me. hashtag Hallie. Hashtag H A L L I E for me. Yes, I would please. Really appreciate it. Awesome. Yeah. And yeah. and that's good stuff. In fact, speaking of Angela Cage, I was talking to uh, Angela at an event where there's we're going to be talking about a huge event we're having for her son Brendan um here in Dallas and um you know she was really struggling and 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 she was going to a counselor and she says all I can th- I'm going to get this wrong but I'm going to get pretty much right all I can think about is how much the healthiest I felt was when I did this fundraiser to raise awareness for histio okay I, it's a long word and I'll butcher yeah. it but but she said that she told the counselor that and and the counselor said why don't you go do it again right the power of helping others it's so true because uh, the, the thing, I tell my story a lot, Michael, as you well know, and one of the things that people ask me, why do you do this? Mm. And my answer is there has to be purpose for the suffering. If it helps, and I know that seems trite, but it's not trite. No, say that again. Purpose for what? There has to be purpose for the suffering. Right. When the suffering is so overwhelming, what you have to do with that is you've got to have a purpose for it. It can't be just... That's it? Right. You mean, okay, I've lost these two people in these horrible, traumatic ways. That's it? No, that's not it. There's got to be a purpose. What are you going to do? Because I believe God redeems everything and turns good out of bad. There's no doubt about it because God is good. Absolutely. Yeah. And so if we, if we, if we do, if, if it's placed on our heart, hey, I've got to do something with this. I need to help other people so they don't go through this. I remember thinking, I wouldn't wish this pain on my very worst enemy. Oh, no. It is unbelievable. It is horrible. And I honor all of you who are watching and who are listening who are experiencing that pain. I honor your pain because oftentimes people don't know, don't even know and can't even imagine what you're going through. So I, I want you to know I do. And I honor that. And I, I, I want to promise you this, you will get better. Absolutely. If this is a hard time of year and people need to be patient with you. If you're grieving, people need to be patient with you. And one of the things I, I was reading today that reminded me of something, I have a hard time being in a room full of people. Okay. Uh, and going to social gatherings where there are a lot of people around. Okay. And in fact, it makes my skin crawl. Why is okay? Keep going. And I, I, I could, and it, and it started after Danny died, and then of course was so much worse after Hallie. And even to this day, even fifteen years later, I will go to those events, but I don't, I don't feel comfortable because, and this is why I believe it, it's true. 
there's been so much hurt that to go into a social setting where people are just visiting, mm -hmm. it doesn't feel authentic. Okay. Does that make sense? No, I, I'm, I'm listening to you because I can totally relate because something's changed in my life because I, that's all I did was live in those social settings, drinking and drugging. That was, that's where I performed my magic. Right. And now I get into these big, and you and I do a lot of big gigs in front of a lot of people, and I love it because I'm helping others. It's not about me. I'm telling my story, and I'm getting out of self and helping others. But I'm ready to go home right. after that. I can't do the big gathering, you know, the gathering it's around. Hard, and, and I don't know why that is. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older. But Mini Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Yes. But but I'm not the only one who feels that way. No, or you. no. I, I think and I, I think it's confounding to people who haven't experienced that because they'll invite you uh, to different events and you're mm -hmm. like, you have great intentions. I'm going to go. Mm -hmm. And then you just can't go. Right. And I remember telling my friends, you know what hey, it is? I think I, I mean to cut you off. I think if it has a purpose. If it has a purpose and, 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 and it's doing, but if it's something that's just, it, there's no purpose, uh, I, I can't get connected. You yeah. know, I don't know what it is. That's interesting you said that because I, Rachel and I have talked about that before because a lot of times that Rachel just goes, man, you're so outgoing. You're so funny. You're so energetic. And we go to these events and you're just so quiet. Right. I just, I'm just taking everything in and I'm like going, I wonder if prison had something to do with that. I just Might don't have. know. You know, I, I don't know what that is. So I wouldn't doubt that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, but there, but seriously, there, there are, I'll tell my friends continue, please keep inviting me because I, Thank you for giving me that option to go. Yeah. But please understand if I if I don't go or if I have to leave early, it's just because that's what I have to do to take care of myself. Right. So so re remember that if you're if you're in dealing with someone who is grieving and they don't seem to be quite themselves and they don't want to do some of the things that they wanted to do, there are two things that you can be looking for. Maybe they are suffering from depression mm. and you may need to address that with them. Mm. Stop minding your own business. Yes. Yes. Or number two, they just don't feel comfortable in a big setting one-on-one -on -one or with a small group. 
things are fine. Yeah. It's that big group. Yes. So let's do this. Let's take a breather. I've got a surprise for you. All right. Yeah, I want to show you this little, and it's a surprise for all of y'all. It's about one minute, okay. and we'll take a one-minute break, and then we're going to come back, and let's let's give some tools. Let's give some tools. To, we got a lot of people here that yeah. are actually, I, I, I see a lot of familiar names uh, that can relate to you. Okay. They can totally relate to you grieving the holidays. It's different. It means something. So yes. so here's a little surprise for you that I want to show. And for all of y'all, y'all enjoy this. Old faces. Wow. How's that? How's you, that's your girl. That is my. You're looking great, Rachel. <laughs> I'm telling you. I tell you you're what. Sounding great, too. That was uh, Rachel Stacy at the Arlington Music Hall this past weekend, and I was there watching her yesterday. It was a great day. I was at Arlington Music Hall watching her shred the fiddle, and uh, the Dallas Cowboys won. Yeah. <laughs> It's about Man. dang time. Right. And, and so, but let me recheck in. I'm getting back at welcome to the DFW Coin and Jewelry uh, Center, Kristen Oyster. How good is he to our community? Yeah, he really is. I and mean, I, oh he's my. He's been a friend to, uh, to you and your cause and your message for a long, from the get-go. Since day one. That's and right. so, Kristen Oyster, uh, hashtag DFW Coin and Jewelry, uh, the official home of M2 uh, The Rock, brought to you by Healing Springs Ranch. Right. Uh, I just got done doing a two-day workshop with Healing Springs uh, Ranch. And John Edmondson of Healing Springs Ranch will be on the show this Wednesday. Awesome. Uh, tomorrow night, we got Sherry Garcia. Okay. Uh, so Cornbread Hustle. Have uh, you met her yet? No. Okay, y'all, y'all got to meet because Cornbread Hustle is a reentry program for prisoners. Oh. Yes. Well, you told me about. Yes. This. So she. So watch tomorrow night. Okay. So she's going to be talking about it, and she's going to be talking about her New Year's party here in Dallas. Huge party. Sober. New Year's party. Hallelujah. Yeah. So it's going to be great, and we're going to be celebrating. Ready? Her one year. This Saturday, she will have one year of sobriety. Great. Yes, yeah, so Sherry Garcia, That's John perfect. Edmondson, Wednesday night, and then the great Anika Cooper. <laughs> Anika Cooper. She's a booger on my finger. Oh, so, uh, <laughs> gum on my shoe. I can't get rid of her. We love Anika Cooper. She'll be um, in studio, uh, uh, Simply Grace, and you and I have spoke at that event. So uh, Let me tell you something. Again, when, when, God, when God is on board... Watch out. Watch it's out. Like this whole show, Anika's <laughs> Simply Grace, all of her sober houses. I mean, uh, it's just remarkable. Unbelievable. I'm so excited for 2020 uh, that, you know, that we, we got great things coming up in 2020. And um, uh, in fact, I want to tell you a story. We went down to, it's amazing, Brian Glenn, you know, who uh -huh. he's the guy that um, when I got released, 
uh, when Judge Bennett said, you know, go pay it forward, and I went to the Salvation Army, and then I went to check on my dad, and that's when Brian Glenn was calling, you know, wanting to do a radio interview um, that started all this. And um, I went down to Central Texas. He and um, um, Amanda Tatum are doing, like, their Good Morning Texas for Fox 44 down there. Right. And so Rachel and I went down there and did a story with them, and, you know, I did time in McLennan County, and to be in there on Interstate 35, to sit there sitting in a news studio, sharing my story with Brian Glenn, uh, you don't think God's got a plan? Right. God has got a plan in everything. God's weird. I'm telling you that. He's weird because they don't add up. It doesn't line up. But I will tell you this. You look at all the people we've been hashtagging in the comments, okay? Hallie has saved a ton of lives mm. okay yeah i mean i can't tell you how many lives that hallie has saved oh. it gives us a story to talk about hallie is alive hayden's alive brendan's alive and i'm not i, I mean all these people that are ha hashtag their name because when we're talking about them we right. get to share a story right you know you get when when i find out someone is struggling with suicide and suicide survivor how many times have i texted you saying i got I one i need I help i know you know i need help and we line people up with people that can relate and guess what happens the newcomer the new suicide survivor is they're, they're, they don't know what's going on, but they get to talk to someone like you that you get to share your experience, strength, and hope with them. And guess what? You win, they win, and God wins. Right. And God wins. And that's how, that's how this program works. It is. And it's so important to tell your story. I, I spoke to a, a, a law firm the other day, and when I got through, and I always tell my story of suicide, I don't care where I am because I have no shame. Mm. I, there is no stigma around how the people in my life have died. Uh, they died of an illness, uh, depression, substance use, whatever you want to call it. That they, 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 That's what killed them, okay? Mm. And so I have no shame around all of that. And even though the word suicide makes a lot of people uncomfortable, and for example, a lady walked up af uh, after I got through sharing, and she said, you know, this is the first time, and I noticed her with a group of women, and she said, this is the very first time I've ever admitted that my father took his life. Mm. I'm a survivor with a capital S just like you. She said, all of my life, my dad died when he was 41 years old, all of my life, I told everyone he died of a heart attack because I could not. I was so ashamed that he died of suicide. I couldn't bring myself to saying it. But because I heard you get up and say, I am a survivor of suicide and I have no shame and no stigma associated with that. It's not personal. It is an illness. It is a disease that, that took, you know, my father's life. Whatever the case may be, whatever caused the suicide, whatever the decision was that that, that person made, it was it, it there's nothing to be ashamed of mm. and there's nothing to hide. We have nothing to hide. So when we tell our story, when you say, yeah, me too, I am a survivor, what, whatever it is, whether it is substance use or whether it's suicide or whatever, mental, mental illness, mm -hmm. whatever it is. If you say, yes, me too, I'm in, I'm, I'm in, I'm in remission or I'm in recovery, yes. I'm doing something positive about this, I'm going to try to change people's lives. Here's what's different now. 
Yes. This is what's different now. Yes. You know, the famous question that everybody asked me when I was getting released from Safe P, from Wilmer, uh, from all the times I got released, and they'd say, what's different now? I could never answer that question. Well, to answer that question now, can you? Yes, I can answer it. What's different now is in order for God to set me free, for God to set me free, I had to set everyone around me free. Abs- Please explain okay. that. That's fabulous. What that is, is that resentment is the number one offender. It kills all of us. Right. All of us. Resentment, hate, anger, rage, isolation, paranoia. Okay? All of these things is where the disease and where Satan, he wants us to be. And in order to make those feelings go away... I would drink and do drugs so I can get that instant feeling of, ah. And that and as soon as I was done saying, ah, the feeling was gone. So I would do more and 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 more to try to stay in what I thought was the now. But when I invited God in to fill that void, to take the resentment out and love everyone around me, I don't have to hang out with them, but to love them, to love them, give them to God, all right? Then I would then then God God can perform His work, right? God can't use me. The Lord's prayer says that. Forgive me for the ones who sin, you know sin against. God says it in Matthew six in Matthew six fourteen. Matthew six fourteen. He says, "When you for and this is my translation, Michael. When you forgive everyone around you, I will bless your game." Yeah. Okay. Because if I don't. You know, he's not going to bless me because all I'm going to do is take his blessings and just stuff those resentments deeper, right? right? And so that is the key is is doing that. So how do how do I do that? What am I grateful for today? So if you're struggling with grief right now, you're struggling in the holidays, poor me, poor me, and it's valid. You're hurting. Feelings are real. That's okay? right. But there are solutions to feelings. What are you grateful for today? Well, can I share a little bit Go about ahead. that? Mm-hmm. Uh, after, and and I know a lot of people who listen to the show and watch the show are in recovery mm-hmm. or they're trying to get into recovery or whatever. Okay, so you know that there's... We're all addicts. We're addicted to sin. Bam! Said that. There you have it. <laughs> the show is over. That's right. Yeah, yeah. When I'm awake, I'm in full-blown relapse. <laughs> okay? I'm in full-blown relapse, but today I got a God and tools to get me through it. Okay, go ahead. Well, to, to honor the, the traditions, we, the, what I'm talking about is a 12-step program. Yeah. Okay? So there's a 12-step program for the families. There's a 12-step program for, for the person who's using Come on. Okay? So right after uh, uh, my former husband died, I, I went to a 12-step program that, that was an open meeting. Okay? So that means that people who are not alcoholics or addicts can come and be a part of that meeting and listen to stories. Right. Okay. So afterwards I walk up to one of these guys who had just gotten through talking and I said, why me? Because the death of my former husband was a public event because he was a public official. Right. So the news media had gone live from our front yard. So everyone in that whole uh, in the whole panhandle in even Dallas, Houston, it, it made the news all over the state of Texas. Everybody knew about that. So I was I went up to this guy and I said, why? Why me? Why has this happened to me? And you know what he said to me, Michael? What's that? <laughs> Do you know what he said? No. Uh-huh. He looked right at me and he said, why not? You? Uh, yeah. I was gonna, yeah. Why not? Why you? not you? And it, I had no answer. Mm-hmm. I mean, what could I say? Right. 
He said, why not you? So one of the things that I tell people who are, who are grieving loved ones to suicide for sure is the why question. Mm. Because we, we cannot help but to ask those questions. Why? Why did this happen? Why didn't I do this? Why didn't I say that? The would've, could'ves, should'ves. Mm. That's what makes re- uh, surviving suicide so difficult because number one, it feels very personal. But if if it, it just feels very personal, believe me. Right. But the whys, and you know what I I tell people now, the whys don't matter. Okay. The only person who can answer that question is gone. Mm. So instead of trying to figure it out, let the wise go. Hmm. They do nothing for you. Create your own version of your story, okay? And that is getting into recovery. That's going to therapy. That's getting on medication if you need medication for your depression. Let the wise go. Now, I totally 100% agree with you, Michael, about gratitude. Mm -hmm. And I know that from a personal experience as well. The night after my former husband died, a woman walked in my house. I love your stories. I remember this now. And she said, the the first thing she said to me was, and, 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 and let me remind everyone that he had taken his life at the foot of our bed with our four daughters sleeping. Mm-hmm. And the media were were in our yard okay mm. so it was there was a lot of chaos there was a lot of things going on this was on. the real deal it was the real deal okay yeah. so she comes in my house that next morning and she says now terry number first thing she said is this too shall pass and i looked at her like what whatever that means okay mm-hmm. but that's what she said this too shall pass and then she said and you need to write a gratitude list mm. and i looked at her like she was out of her mind i said are you kidding me Last night, I became the single mother of four little teeny girls. They have just lost their father. I don't know what I'm going to do in my life now. I'm imploding myself. Part of me died when he died. What do you mean? I have nothing to be grateful for. And this is what she said. She said, well, let's think about that. She said, do you have a roof over your head? Do you have food on your table? Do you have a bed that you sleep in? Do you have four little girls who love you? Do you have legs that will take you from that bed to your bathroom sink? And do you have a toothbrush that you use every day? And I had to stop. And I had to admit that, yes, I have all those things. And she said, well, then it seems to me you have a whole lot to be grateful for. Wow. So since that day, when she changed my perspective, when she made me realize what I really did have and to focus on what I have and not on what I don't have, I could become grateful for the very small things in life. And that is when I do see the colors in the flowers. Yes. Or when I have gasoline that'll take me from my home to Michael Moulton's studio. Mm. When I get to sit here and talk with my friend, to my friends, about things that are important to me and to all of us and to help someone. I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful for my husband. I'm grateful for Tom Crompets who came into my life, who took on not only my, my sorrow, but the sorrow of four little girls who now love him. Wow. And I'm so grateful for that. So 
I have to really make that list because when I write it down, it becomes real. It's not just floating in my head. It actually becomes real. And for those of, of you all who are, are in fear and maybe dealing with someone who is using and who's out there, uh, I, I suggest that you get a God box and you take that God box and you write your fears down on a piece of paper. You put them in that God box and then you let God take care of that. Wow. Let it go. That is such good stuff. How about that, ladies and gentlemen? The gratitude, attitude of gratitude. Why does that work? And and, and I think you've probably heard us, you know, talk about on this show and, and I just saw Miss Rachel Stacy here do hashtag Gralphabet. You know, we do the, the gratitude list by using the alphabet. And the last two Love nights that. her and I have been doing it together. We literally um, and last night I was not the man of the family and she had to instigate it. And we started with the letter A. And usually with the letter A, my personal experience is it's like, all right, I'm grateful for my arms. And by the time I get to E, F, G, I start perking up like a flower. You know, I just start and I was watching you do it. Yes, you started talking about gratitude. Then you just started free flowing because what gratitude does, it gets us out of self. It gets us into the now. Okay, because this disease, Satan, okay, even when we're grieving, okay, Satan wants to shame us down to the ground. Mm -hmm. Okay, why weren't you there? It's your fault. You could have been a better mom. You could have been a better wife. Woo, 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 woo. All this stuff that Satan wants to do, it doesn't exist. It's not real. And so how do we get to the now? And the right here, right now is I'm grateful for, A, my arms. Right. I'm grateful for AA, okay? Yep. I'm grateful for I'm grateful for all the different things. I get to be, I'm grateful for the Bible. I'm grateful for bread. Okay? I get to see. I'm grateful for I'm grateful for church, you know? I'm grateful for uh court, <laughs> you know? Absolutely. I mean the things that we do. Now, did you see what I just did there? I said court. We kind of lit up. <laughs> we started laughing. You see exactly. that? We just started laughing because we're out of self. Right. <laughs> and so what happens is, is when you do it with your mate and you do it with your friend, you start having a, you start getting out of self and you laugh. I mean, right. there's, there's some things that you'll say that's just so funny, but it's amazing how it works that gratitude does that. So if you're grieving today, just like Terry says, make a gratitude list, get out of self, call someone, call someone, call someone. And I'm horrible at that. I See, know. I have a disease. I have a disease that when I get lonely, my solution is to isolate. Right. How sick is that? Well, no, that is that, and that's a hallmark of depression. <laughs> yeah. Too. Yeah. I mean, people will isolate. I mean, that is why you've got to make that contact. That's and okay. This brings me back around to this question that okay. I, that w when someone asked me about sponsorship. Okay. So oh, okay, let's talk about that sponsorship, uh, and, and and please give us the the. The description of a sponsorship from your perspective and then how how we can translate to that to people who are not just necessarily in a 12-step program. Well, a sponsorship, and, and, and this has been done since biblical times. I mean, it's done in church today, and it's a sponsorship is an accountability partner, okay? So in the 12-step world, in the recovery world, a sponsor's number one job is to walk the newcomer through the 12 steps. 
Okay. And what are the 12 steps? And the 12 steps, just to break it down, steps one, two, and three is to learn how to trust God. Right. Right. And then four through 11 is that we clean house. I get to find out and answer the question finally, why I do the things I do. That is so important. Right. Because you don't, if you don't know, you don't know. You don't know. You got to figure it out. And when we don't know, when I didn't know is every time I said that I was going to stop drinking and doing drugs, and in two hours I was drinking and doing drugs again, the steps helped me understand why. And then I start understanding that the reason why I drank and did drugs is because when I got into fear, I believed the stories that were in my head. I believed it, okay, and I would be in fear, and I would look at other people going, they don't feel the way I do, which they do, but their solutions to it are a lot different than mine, okay? So 4 through 11 is clean house, and then as the result of these steps, having had a spiritual awakening, we carry the message, and that's what you and I do because throughout the steps, we have found out what our spiritual gifts are, and we're using them. When we use our spiritual gifts and we are we are pursuing our destiny that God wants for us, life is, we start carving through life real easy. What does that look like? I will never be able to sing like Rachel Stacy. okay? <laughs> I will never be able to play the fiddle like Rachel Stacy. but if I were to try to do it, life would be real difficult. That's not my purpose. That is not my purpose, okay? My purpose is, and I told Rachel this the other day, I said, I never thought in a million years that this would be my purpose. I thought I was supposed to be a home builder. Right. You know? And God said, no, you're not. And so that's what the steps are. Men work with men, okay? Women work with women. And so what happens is, and I'm not good at this. This is this is one of my biggest weaknesses, and I've gotten a lot better in the last three months, okay? And that is talking to my sponsor on a daily basis. Uh-huh. Why, why do you need to do that? Well, because when I get in trouble, it's easier to call. Okay. Because in early recovery, early recovery, I have got to run everything by my sponsor because left to my own devices, I will fail. Here's a guy that's got 27 mugshots. And here's a guy that does not know how to live life on life's terms. And so when, when decisions come up that I need to make, um, I am a real, no pun intended, but I'm really good at uh, shooting then aiming, right? And so it's a disaster. So today, you know, I run it, I run it by people. Um, you know, being in a relationship in recovery, um, you know, she sponsors women and she's, she's one of the best. Oh yeah. And I get to listen and I watch it to the point where it's like, man, I'm just not really good at recovery. (laughs) One of the things that you said though, that I think is really important is that when you work with a sponsor, that sponsor is an honest accountability partner. Right. Have you had a sponsor tell you, uh, maybe you need to rethink that Michael or Michael. I do. Yeah. I had a sponsor that um, I tried to make this show come back way too early. And my sponsor said, um, you're not going to go live anymore. You need to take care of your leg. Uh, you need to get healthy. And you, this is not the right time to do it. Right. Uh, and we need to run, you know, run it by me. I mean, sponsors are all the way down to finding a job. Sponsors are all the way down to finances. You and know? they're also good for when you want to shoot off that email that you come on. <laughs> yes. Yes. You know, a lot of times a sponsor, a sponsor will say, go ahead and write the email, but don't send it. 
Right. You know, but at least you get it out. Yeah. You get it out. And so that's what, you know, sponsorship is for. And, it, and you don't have to be in recovery or AA, you right. know. You know, you can be um, a codependent. You can be overeater. Because a lot of times, it, a lot of times a sponsor is going to keep me from acting out on my symptoms, you know, to try to solve my problems. Keep you in check. Yeah, to keep right. us in a, check. A reality check is what yeah. it is. But you know what I really do love about, when you were talking about the 11th step, it is... For a person like me who try who who really uh, left my own devices, I'm going to try to fix everything and right. fix everybody yeah. and be Superwoman and the whole bit. I'm going to try to do it all. You know what? Guess what? I can't do it all, and I'm not anybody perfect in this room. If you are, raise your no, hand. Okay, me. can't either. Can't raise my hand. No. But it took me a long time to to figure that out, and that and that that was crazy thinking. But the thing that I love about the 11th step and all it it says is I'm praying for the knowledge of God's will for me Mm. and then the power to carry that out. That's all I have to do is I'm going to pray for God's, the the knowledge and the, uh, of God's will for me and the power to, to carry that out. Mm -hmm. And my very first sponsor in my 12 step group, the family 12 step group, she, she was a calligrapher and she wrote, Hmm. she, she, and I have it in my bedroom and I'll, I'll cherish it forever. But it was, it was a a verse from Proverbs three, five, and six. And for, especially for, for someone who, who tries to figure everything out and and couldn't figure out what had just happened Mm -hmm. when my former husband died, the the verse is one I live by and it is trust in the Lord with all your heart. Come on. And lean not into your own understanding mm. and all your ways acknowledge him and he will guide your path. Amen. And he will make our crooked path straight. Amen. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. So well, I tell you what, our hours flown by. Uh, you I mean, cannot be over. No, it's it is. And we did it with only one commercial. It's, uh, <laughs> but I, I knew that was going to happen with you because we get into solution and that, that's what happens. And the great thing about it is, and I want to, I want to make sure that we get our point across because this is very imperative when people are watching this. All right. This is a tough time of year. It is. It's a tough time of year. This is where Satan, the disease, this is where the noises get really loud in our head is the time of holidays. Right. Okay. Um, and and, and the solution is simply this, is we don't isolate, right. okay? Uh, call your accountability partner, your sponsor. If you're in support group meetings, crank it up. Crank it up. Surround yourself with like-minded people, all right? Stay in the solution, not the problem. Listen for the similarities, not the differences, all right? And surround yourself with really good people. And that's what, that's what is so important. And most important of this whole show that we talked about is stay in gratitude. Yes, stay in gratitude. And I want you to listen to me. You will make it. Yes. You will make it and you will find joy again. Just trust me. I'm telling you the truth. I got three words. I got eight letters, Terry Bentley Hill. And that is, I love you. I love you. Yes. Merry Christmas uh, to everyone. And uh, thank you all so much. And we will be back tomorrow night, uh, same time, with the great uh, Sherry Garcia. God bless you all. Good night. Healing Springs Ranch is designed for people that really want to come and do the work. Um, and not just work on their addictive behaviors, but going deeper and finding the underlying issues and sharing them, and oftentimes for the first time, sharing them out loud, kind of dumping out everything that's holding you back. 
And in the process, what we try to do is nurture and heal that particular wound while they're here. We really wanted this to be a transformative experience for people, not just a drying out place or a place where they go and check off a box. We truly wanted this to be an opportunity for everyone to take a pause in their life and figure out what they need to do to go live their purpose. So we're very passionate about folks finding purpose and meaning to why they exist and finding ways to utilize that purpose and meaning for them to go on and actually have a more successful and happier life. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match, with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.